Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome Dubuque area baseball fans. This is Coach Manaman here, ready for round two of the Dubuque area baseball podcast. As always, I am joined by my confidant, my assistant coach, my partner in crime, Coach Tyler Soiglink from Phoenix, Arizona. Tyler, anything to add before we get rolling here? No, I'm excited to to get rolling here on our second one. I feel like we've we've almost hit the big time here. So this this is our second one and we got a lot of great feedback from the first one. We also took into account your negative feedback. We know it was too long. It was the premiere episode. The Bachelor is always two hours the first night. Actually, maybe it's three hours the first night. We're going to try to keep it between 45 minutes to an hour. But I had over 85 different notifications from text messages to emails to phone calls of people loving the Dubuque area baseball podcast did anybody reach out to you coach soigling about what we're doing uh just a few people um you know me being away i'm kind of distant now from from dubuque and um you know the biggest one i talked to was david janes um he he loved it he thought it was so much fun and uh, obviously david uh coached with me for two years at the sophomore level at senior and um so it was great to to hear back from him and talk to him i also talked to joey sigworth um, over at Ball Town, he was excited about it. He had some people send him uh, the link before I even could. So um, it's nice to, to see people listening to it and, and enjoying it. We're excited to do it. We're excited to be here for all the Dubuque area baseball fans out there. Before we get started, I'd like to give a huge thank you to the TH, the TH Sports Feed for retweeting us. Also like to give a huge shout out uh, to Coach Casey Bryan of Western Dubuque for retweeting this. Out of the four coaches, I would say he's probably our biggest fan. He is always retweeting, answering any questions that we have posted. And uh, he is a confirmed guest. And we also do have some more confirmed more. guests coming up yeah. here in the future. We have Coach Casey Bryan of Western Dubuque. We have Coach Corey Tisher of Dubuque, Wallert Catholic. We have Coach Jeff Rapp uh, with no loaded questions uh, confirmed as a guest. And we also, I did have some back and forth, some positive conversations with new Dubuque Senior Ram head coach, Andrew Reese. We're excited to have him on board. And I, I do want to say to the senior people, and I do want to say uh, to Jay Kerman is, 
we want to cover all aspects of your program. So we might want to have on a freshman coach uh, for an interview. Jay Kerman has done a lot of great things. He's been teaching and coaching athletics for a long time in the Dubuque area. He's actually teaching a class at Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy on Baseball IQ. Uh, I reached out to Jay instead of reaching out to Coach Andrew Reese, because to be honest with you, Tyler, I thought we'd have like 13 to maybe like 25 people listen to this. Um, I did not expect the number going into uh, recording this of what it to what it, it, it would be at. And I did not reach out to yeah. Coach Reese because I thought it was odd uh, for me to reach out to talk to somebody that I'd never talked to that I didn't think anybody would listen to but have to do clear up a few things before we get going we set the over under at coach soigling's uh, career batting average which i said was 266 that was made up he uh, sent me the quick stats link it was 333 high school batting average and tyler i am happy to report that we have well over 333 listens to the Dubuque area baseball podcast. Any guesses? You don't have this information because the podcast is in my name, but any guesses on how many total plays going into this we're currently at? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, I know we, I know I was shooting for a million, but I don't think we're going to get that. Unfortunately, um, I don't know. I'm going to go somewhere in the ballpark range of 375. You are close. Uh, I am happy to pronounce and to announce that it is higher than that. Currently, we are at 462 plays. We've had people listen to it from as far as Texas. People listen to it in Colorado, and I'm assuming you were the uh, Arizona person that um, that listened to the Dubuque area baseball podcast. But before we get into our uh, segment here, um, I do also want to clear up something. Um, I uh, I had a little misstep last week, so we're, we're looking pretty good here, Tyler. One podcast, one apology coming my way. But um, I, uh, I told a story last week about uh, um, Coach uh, Michael Blake from Senior. And the story was about a time when a player was wearing a gold chain and I told him to take the, take the gold chain off. And, um, and uh, Coach Blake tweeted me saying it was a nice made-up story. He never wore a gold chain. He completely... Um, he completely uh, went against my story that I had told. And, and the funny thing, you. yeah, he did. The, the yeah. funny thing about it and the thing that I love most about the Dubuque area baseball podcast is I can tell you that no story on this podcast will ever be made up. But um, I did misspeak and, and I did say the wrong player's name. I knew it was a standout from senior I knew it was an all-time great from senior. I knew it was a player that I really respected from senior. And one of those players that I, I really respect, and I really I love what he's doing over there with senior uh, coach Michael Blake, um, I'm, I thought it was him. But actually, I got an odd Facebook message and an odd friend request, <laughs> and I did not expect it. And it said, Coach Manneman, 
you probably don't remember me. You probably don't even know me, but you started telling the story about the player wearing the gold chain, and I instantly started to laugh. It was not Michael Blake. It was actually me, and it was Max Kemp, who was another senior, Max who Kemp. was another senior standout, <laughs> and, and that was great that he cleared that up for me. So, Max, thanks for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast all the way in Colorado. Just want to say to Coach Blake, I'm sorry about the miscommunication there. It was actually Max Kemp who was wearing the gold chain. And he said that he had worn that chain every single day he played baseball. He would tape it to himself. And yeah, yeah. and um, nobody ever called him out on it until it was me. And he said that he was mean mugging me. He said he was death staring me for the, uh, for the remainder of the game. Um, Max, I don't know if my team was losing I don't know if my team was winning. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't remember everything about that game. I'm not sure what the circumstances are the games were for me to do that. But I do know that sometimes uh, coaches will do things to players that um, they will try to get them off their game. And you were one that we had scouted and you were one that we were prepared for. And I was just trying to, to throw you um, to off your game, but uh, we got nothing but love here for, uh, for coach Michael Blake and, uh, and uh, Max Kemp. Thanks for reaching out to me and clearing up that story. Appreciate it. Before we get going, uh, coach, any uh, Michael Blake or Max Kemp stories that you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, I coached both of them, um, and man, I I loved both of them so much. They were such great team players. Um, they did anything they could for their team. They did anything they could for themselves to get better, and they they were just both leaders. Um, you know, Michael and I, uh, after he graduated, um, him and and Mike Z. Uh, from that class that Cole and I coached um, always came down to senior and I saw him hitting and I always, you know, said, yeah, man, like go hit in the cages, go do whatever you guys want to do. And uh, I just continued that relationship with, with him. And I just, I loved the fact that he decided to go into coaching at senior uh, something that him and I discussed all the time. Whenever I saw him, he always had a smile on his face. I loved playing against him in uh, summer ball and, um, I, I just, I really love Michael Blake. I, I really do. He is one of, one of the best kids I ever coached. And, and I know everyone's excited about him over at senior. I remember going to a game last year and just everyone talking about how much energy he has and how much fun he has and how much the kids love him. And, um, it just makes me really happy, um, you know, having coached him and, and seeing him pass along, um, those great things about this game to these younger players. And then same thing with, with Max Kemp. Um, you know, he was a, he was a catcher for me and, and he filled a lot of utility roles. He was a guy I could trust anywhere if I needed him, if we had to fill in a spot, if somebody went down or was sick or whatever it was. Um, I absolutely love Max and, and he was the same as Michael. I've, I haven't talked to him in a little while, um, but I do want to reach out to you, Max, and say, I hope that you're doing well. I hope you and Kelsey are doing great. And, um, and I hope you're enjoying Colorado. Um, I, I, I miss you guys. And, um, you know, you, you, you were a player that I, I really, really enjoyed coaching as well as Mike. I, I feel like we should cue the violin in the background and I should ship you some, <laughs> um, some tissues to wipe away those tears. I didn't know we were going to get all sentimental uh, at the start here on the Dubuque area baseball podcast, but I actually, 
when when I read uh, Michael Blake's tweet, I actually lost I lost some sleep over it. Um, did not sleep very well that night because it's hard to read text. It's hard to read emails. I didn't know if he was truly upset with me or if he was just playing back and forth with with my uh, funny story um, that I was telling. But I had a chance to reach out to him. Him and I had a had a great conversation. Thank you to Max Kemp for clearing it. But it's actually kind of funny because not only did um, Michael talk to me about that as well, Michael Blake, but Cole Bogey, former senior Ram coach and former Wallert Catholic high school coach reached out to me and he hammered on me as well. And he said, if you're going to start telling stories, if your stories are true, you got to make sure you say the right name. And, and coach Bogey, uh, from Appleton, Wisconsin, he just got a new varsity job, varsity head coach at a different school. But he also said that Michael Blake was one of his favorite players of all time. But that gets us into something that, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, but the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast actually has a sponsor. Somebody is paying us to do this show. Did you know that? Well, you, you mentioned something about it, but you didn't really tell me a whole lot after. You said we have a, a sponsor, and I was like, oh, really? That would be That's kind of cool. I wasn't expecting that we, at all. We do. Um, he's going to get us some microphones, and he's going to pay for us to get some better equipment so it sounds better on your end. If you do listen to it on Anchor, the Anchor app, you do get the songs that we mix in. If you listen to it on Spotify, that cuts out the three songs that we have. But actually, I just recently mentioned him, Cole Bogey, former coach at Senior, former coach at Dubuque Waller. He runs um, tournaments in Appleton, Wisconsin. He's got a business called ultimate sports weekend and he would like to get some teams down to appleton wisconsin to play in some of the tournaments that he sets up cool yeah cool thing about appleton too is if you have some kids that are football fans you got lambeau field right there you can tour lambeau field a lot going on in appleton wisconsin cole actually has a connection he's got a hookup with a business that makes jerseys for professional teams. He could probably get you into two or that. Also, the Timber Rattlers are there. So you could see a um, Appleton, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers game. They're the single-A affiliate of the um, of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. But the Ultimate Sports Weekend, they are our sponsor. So contact Cole Bogey. You can find him on Facebook ultimate sports weekend.com and here's the thing that i need to read to make sure we keep this sponsorship ultimate sports weekend creates tournaments and events that are parallel to none our events always feature something unique that will create a memorable experience for our athletes we strive to create a positive environment that is built on respect and competition visit our website at www.ultimatesportsweekend.com. I'd like to see Gold Standard Athletics by Eric Munson send some teams their way. I'd like to see Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. I'd like to see the Hornets, which is a, a small travel team here in Dubuque. I'd like to see them visit Cole at the Ultimate Sports Weekend in Appleton, Wisconsin. Pay him a visit. But Tyler, that leads into our first segment, which is called the Ultimate Sports Weekend Ceremonial First Pitch. 
And we are going to talk about our preseason and our postseason awards. You can find us on Facebook at Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, or you can also follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman, where we post some questions. And we do have what's called the Coach of the Year Award. We do have the MVP award. We do have the Cy Young, the Pitcher of the Year award. And we also have the um, Offensive Player of the Year award. So what I did was I reached out to people. I reached out to Dubuque baseball historians. And we wanted to make sure that every single school of the four schools that we're going to cover were accomplished. So. Here is the Coach of the Year Award. It's actually going to be the Ed Fayan Coach of the Year Award. You may know Ed Fayan. He served as Wallert Catholic's head school, head, head, Wallert Catholic High School head coach <laughs> for 27 years. He had an overall record of 545 wins to 388 losses overall. He took Wallert four times to the state tournament and he is also in the Iowa Athletic Association High School Hall of Fame for uh, baseball coaches. Do you do you know anything about uh, coach Ed Fayan from Wallert that may be ahead of your time there coach? Yeah, no, it, it is ahead of my time. Um, I honestly, I, I don't, I, I really don't, but I'm excited to learn more about him um, now that we're, we're doing these preseason and end of season awards. And, um, you know, it, it'll be good for me to kind of get that history lesson as well. Great guy, uh, educator at senior high school, teaching math for, for many, many years. I actually uh, was good friends with his daughters growing up. But the thing is, when you played an Ed Fan Wallert Catholic high school team, you had to be uh, prepared for the suicide squeeze. I tell you, that man probably called more suicide squeeze attempts in one season than I called bunt attempts in my whole whole lot of time doing this coach the um offense i'm sorry the mvp award the mvp award is going to be named after kevin romberg kevin romberg was a standout at hempstead high school he was a 14th round draft pick of the cleveland indians he led hempstead to its first state championship in 1974 he was an NAIA World Series champ he played in the big leagues for the Indians for a short period of time and he was named men's fitness top 10 most superstitious athletes so the Kevin (laughs) Romberg MVP award we're going to be offering as well do you have any superstitions that when you coach or you play that that are kind of odd that stand out that you'd like to share coach oh man when I was when I was really playing in college I had a whole um, routine before um, any start that I had it was pretty intricate and it was kind of um, crazy to be honest with you but the, the the oddest one I think I had was um, when I was pitching, uh, when I would go out to the mound to start the, the next half inning, um, I would always pick the ball up with my bare hand. That was just a thing that I, I did. I don't know why. I didn't like when people tossed me the ball and I caught it. I just wanted to pick it up off the ground with my bare hand. 
Um, but there was one instance I was pitching down in Missouri, I believe it was, um, in college. And I, I threw a pretty darn good game, honestly. I, I threw a complete nine-inning game. Um, I gave up like four or five hits. Um, but the last inning, I go out and I picked the ball up with my with my glove. And as soon as I did it, I kind of got in my head. I probably should have dropped it and picked it up with my bare hand. I didn't. I ended up giving up a two-run bomb in the ninth inning to um, to some some guy. I don't even know his name. Um, and I kind of I kind of looked look back at it and I thought, well, that's probably why I just, I didn't pick the ball. Yeah. Hand. It's funny how those things work. I really don't have uh, any superstitions. I was always, I always felt like I was extremely prepared and I always felt that I was extremely confident in, in the guys behind me playing. Uh, I mean, I went through a routine when I would step in the batter's box, but nothing that was really superstitious. But Kevin Romberg, he is going to be our Kevin Romberg MVP award. Our pitcher of the year is actually a senior representative. I actually tried to make this the Coach Soigling Pitcher of the Year award, but uh, Twitter was not having it. I also had a lot of people say that they thought the MVP award should be named the Calvin Harris MVP award. But but Mm. I felt a little odd about having the award named after somebody that was playing. I know there's a man there's a Madden curse. I did not want the Dubuque area baseball podcast curse to follow Calvin Harris. That might be something we'll look to in the future. (laughs) <laughs> but to look at to look at our pitcher of the year award, it comes from senior, and it is a man, a pitcher by the name of Joe Horner. Joe Horner, pitcher of the year award. Joe Horner played 14 years in the bigs with eight different teams. He had an overall record of 39 and 40 and 34. His ERA was 2.99. He recorded 99 saves in his career. He was an MLB all-star in 1970 and a world series champ in 1967. So Joe, if you're listening in heaven, Rest in peace. It's quite an honor to have the Pitcher of the Year Award for the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. That will probably show up on your Wikipedia page here shortly. And then the last one is we have the Offensive Player of the Year Award. And doing a lot of research, asking a lot of Dubuque baseball historians, Um, This one actually came from Coach Casey Bryant, and we're just going to call it the Rambler. It's the Rambler Award because (laughs) Nate Rambler of West Dubuque, he talks like this, I would imagine, because he's huge. His arms are the size of tree trunks, but we have the Nathan (laughs) Rambler Offensive Player of the Year Award. And to run down his stats, His junior season, he hit over 20 home runs. He had 73 RBIs. He had 18 stolen bases. He walked 36 times and hit over 450. That is not his career, folks. That is his junior season, people. That is crazy. It's unreal. He's a My Nate Rambler story, I remember Coach Jeff Rapp telling me about this, and I actually saw it because my, my, uh, one of my freshman teams was practicing. 
Nate Rambler was playing at Hempstead. And if you know the layout of Core Field, he hit a home run that cleared the fence and hit the roof of a house in the Visalia neighborhood. And I was I was wow. practicing with my kids <laughs> in that area and I heard I heard the ball hit off the house. And I thought it was one of my players messing around. I thought it was one of my players uh, screwing around. And I thought we hit a ball that hit a house or something. And I was ready to go apologize. And I saw somebody uh, rounding the bases who was Nate Rambler at the time. And um, it was his home run that left core field and then left that air, that fence they have behind there. I bet you it's probably at least 450 to five to 500 feet and that is uh 100% true from uh from coach rap and I also witnessed it myself now do you have uh, any Nate Rambler stories anything about him uh playing with them or playing in semi-pro with them I know a really muscular guy I, my hopefully my impersonation isn't too off but when I look at him I just think he's got that real deep voice and he's just the man's man but anything to add to him uh, I just love talking to Nate, um, man, anything you want to know about hitting, uh, he will talk to you about. And um, he's just a great guy. I hated, I mean, he plays for Piazza or I don't, I, I would assume he's still playing, but um, anytime he was stepping in the box, like I was just on the mound. Like I knew I had to be at my best because if I didn't, if I made one mistake, he was going to let me pay for it. Um, he was a great hitter and, and he could do some damage, man. He hit some bombs and uh I like Nate a lot. I don't know him super well. Um, I've just had a few conversations with him, and I've obviously played against him a bunch of times. But, um, yeah, he's a great guy. I, I love him. Yeah, he's the he's a force to be reckoned with. And closing out our ultimate sports weekend ceremonial first pitch, parallel to none, is um, we also do have Dusty Rogers as a confirmed guest. We also do have uh, Eric Munson. Uh, confirmed guests and we're also working on Keith Ray who's the head of the ghost players uh, he might be coming in here uh, as a confirmed guest as well we uh, would like to extend the invitation uh, once the season gets rolling uh, we would like to um, have some players talking about how the season's going we would like to have coaches at all levels I know uh, Mark Hayful is a um, little league coach he does great things see what they're doing here um, in the Little League, Jay Kerman, we'd like to get on as a guest. I believe he's still on the board of the Independent League. See what's going on down there with the Independent League. But we're not just we're just not going to just limit it to varsity teams. We want to know what's on the farm. We want to know what's happening at the freshman and the sophomore level. And one person I would really like to get in here, um, I would really love to have uh, an interview with Chris C.T. Tom Tompkins. He played uh, – Played quite quite a few years for me at Hempstead. TH player, sophomore coach at um, senior high school, and I would love to yeah. talk to him about what it's like to coach at a different program than than you played in your rival program. And I also would like to talk shop with him about that 2014 record setting season of the Dubuque Hempstead Mustangs. But that uh, wraps up our ultimate sports weekend ceremonial first pitch, which brings us to the Dubuque in the spotlight section. Good time to start this podcast because 
Iowa high school baseball starts in just under 100 days. We will play our first game and division one kicked off its season. So we would like to recognize Sam Goodman pitcher from Western Dubuque, who is playing for the university of Iowa and then a favorite of the Dubuque area baseball podcast senior standout Sam Link is also listed as a utility man for the University of Iowa and the Iowa Hawkeyes so from coach Manaman uh, the Dubuque area baseball podcast we would like to wish Sam Goodman and Sam Link the best of luck in this season as they represent the Dubuque area and also the state of Iowa by playing for the University of Iowa, any uh, Goody or Sam Link stories that you'd like to share? Um, you know, I, I, I don't really have many. Um, you know, when I, when I coached Sam, uh, I, I hit on this last time, too, was uh, Sam was just a great guy. Unfortunately, he got hurt when I had him as a player. Um, but just just a guy who's just determined and, and wanted to be a part of a team and be a part of something that is bigger than himself. And I think he carried that through him all through his years at senior and, and I was lucky to have that, have that kid. He's a, he's an amazing. Yeah, kid. I would, I would agree with that. Sam Link, uh, definitely an awesome kid. I would, I, I have so much faith and so much trust in that kid. I would allow him to, uh, to deliver babies. Um, I would allow him to uh, marry my daughter. Um, I would allow him to, uh, to house it. I just have that much uh, respect and that much love for all the great things that Sam Link did. I remember when I had him in basketball, he was always leading the drills. He was the best player always on the court, and he was always the hardest working kid on the court. And that is something that you can't teach. And, you know, I got love for Goody here, too. Um, one of my favorite things to do was to sit – right behind home plate when Goody was pitching and um, just watch his slider. Holy cow. His slider was filthy. He would start it at the third base dugout and that thing would curve to the outside corner against the right hand hitter. That thing was so nasty. Um, you know, there are a couple times where I videoed his last out. It seemed like every time he was pitching, he was throwing a perfect game or he was throwing a no hitter. So best of luck one last time to uh, Sam Goodman and Sam Link of the Dubuque area playing for the University of Iowa. I also do. Go Hawks. Yeah, uh, it's hard for me to say. I'm going to say go Hawks being a Michigan State Spartan fan here. But we had Jackson Bennett of the area from Dyersville Beckman, Rufus's son. He uh, agreed to play at Michigan State. So I might do a little go green, go white in here. But, um, you know, one of my regrets with baseball is that I don't go see Clark University play. Uh, it seems like yeah. Clark always gets all the Dubuque standouts and they put them on their team and, and they've had a heck of a run. So we want to spotlight yeah, Clark they... university. Um, I just, I'm sorry, Clark. I, I hate cold weather. I absolutely hate cold weather. And I always plan to go to watch you guys play. And then it seems right when I'm getting ready to go or it's 30 degrees or it's misting or it's snowing. And as much as I love baseball, um, I, I don't want to go watch uh, somebody play and, and be miserable in the cold, but I'm going to run down what Clark has done. Um, currently, they're uh, 10 and 2 on the young season. They are NAIA 
um, World Series participants in 2016, 17, 18, and 19. They were the HAAC champs in 2018, HAAC North Division champs in 2017, 2018. And they have quite a few players from the Dubuque area on their staff and also playing. They currently have Anthony Rudin, who does arm care and uh, pitching lessons at Gold Standard by uh, Eric Munson, and his dad, Gary, if I can give Gary a plug, is uh, constantly sending me messages about topics for this podcast. He always gives me background and information. Uh, Anthony also um, coaches at Wallert Catholic High School as well. Also, this guy, uh, Anthony Razzo, he's a coach. He's from California, but he also coaches for Clark. He also coaches uh, freshman baseball at Wallert, too. I absolutely love coaching freshman baseball against that guy because he got it. He had fun. His kids loved him. He taught the fundamentals, and, and we had fun coaching together. I, I really enjoyed Coach Razzo. But here are the players that they have from the Dubuque area on their team. They have Connor Cradle, who's a sophomore Hempstead product. I saw he came in and pitched last night. They have Tucker May, who's a senior product in his senior season. And they have Jacob Kerman, who we talked about last week, who is a senior uh, pitcher and also a senior product fresh off a no-hitter. So any stories that you'd like to add about Clark University, the pride, or any of the players that were mentioned, Anthony Rudin, Connor Crabell, Tucker May, or Jacob Kerman? <laughs> um, I hit on Jacob last time. Um, I just have nothing but good things to say about him, um, as, as always. Um, I, I loved coaching Tucker. I had him with Cole Bogey, actually. Um, I do you, do you mean do you mean Cole Bogey of the Ultimate Sports Weekend parallel to now? I, I do. No, I am talking about Cole Bogey from Ultimate Sports Weekend, who is uh, there's only one in this world, and he's a great man. Nice. And, um, and your Tucker May story? Yeah. So I I don't have a whole like a whole lot of stories to be honest with you. Um, I just I I I focus more on the individual and how great of a people that these kids become. And um, Tucker is a great kid too, man. Um, he talked about a country thrower in high school and um, kind of growing up and, and, and moving on to become a, a better overall player. And, and man, could he, he can play it both ways. He could to pitch, he could, he can hit, he can do it all. And um, Tucker is just a great kid to coach against. I came back last summer uh, for a few weeks and I played a game for the ball town bombers and uh, Tucker was playing against me and, um, it, it, we had some fun. Uh, the first time I think I, I walked him, I wasn't trying to give him anything too good to hit. And then next, next time I think I got him on a change up and he came up and asked me what, what pitch it was after I got him. And, um, he's just a lot of fun to play against, especially being a former player. And, um, I just, I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed Tucker as well. Yeah. You know, we talked about, uh, Jacob last weekend and, uh, on the podcast and Tucker may, Interesting story about him, and and this one is this one nobody needs to fact check me on. But um, his dad Rick actually married into my mom's side of the family, and I love family events now when I go to him. Rick and I probably talk talk baseball for four to six hours on end. But uh, my uh, interesting Tucker May story is when I got promoted at Hempstead to uh, coach the sophomore team 
um, they actually varsity pulled my shortstop. They uh, were going to take Chris Tompkins and we did not have a shortstop. So um, I uh, tried to develop two. And actually I think we developed two kids that were on the team, but um, I kept on getting text messages that I had to go watch the Dubuque White Sox of the independent league. Cause they had this eighth grader named Logan Nauman that I had to watch who was their shortstop. And I went and I watched Logan and Logan had some pretty great hands. He was a, a phenomenal fielding shortstop had, had a good bat. And um, I did bring Logan on board as an eighth grader to practice with us and to do some scrimmages with us to see if he could play uh, shortstop at, as an eighth grader at the sophomore level. But um, when I was watching Logan play, there was this big, tall left-hander that was just smoking the ball and was just hammering it. And it was Tucker May. And I was impressed with Logan. And I was happy that Logan was going to be a Hempstead product. Then I started asking everybody about this big, tall left-hander. And, and he was pretty set on um, going to senior, but um, Tucker May, probably that A game hit one of the loudest home runs I've ever heard. And it's just one of those that when you hear it, you don't even have to watch the ball. You know, it's a shot. And I would compare it to the home run that I saw Kyle Schwarber hit against the White Sox, uh, St. Patty's Day spring training a couple of years ago. I mean, I was sitting right by uh, first row right behind the Cubs dugout and Schwab's just hit a ball. I mean, it sounded like the 3rd of July fire by fireworks going off. It was so loud. And, and, and when I heard that home run, it kind of took me back to um, just the power, the explosion that the ball has off of Tucker's bat. I'm, I'm glad to hear he's doing good things there. And then Connor Crable from, uh, from Hempstead who pitches, he was one, I don't know if you or your coaching staff does this, Coach Soigling, but when I was at Hempstead, I would always go to a lot of lower level games and watch a lot of freshmen and sophomore games. And I would always tell the other coaches, I'd tell Coach Rapp and Coach Cooksley, I'd be like, this kid's the next big thing. And, and Connor Crable was one of those kids that when I was at Hempstead, I told the whole coaching staff, I said, he's the next big thing. He's the next big thing to come out of Hempstead and he did have a stellar career for Hempstead uh, on the mound. He was their go-to guy the past two years. He was a guy that when he was on the mound, if he got the run support uh, that he, that he deserved, he, he, he could hold a team to zero or one run. So I'm excited to see how he does at, uh, at Clark university. I hope he's got a great career. So that ends um, our Dubuque in the spotlight segment. Are you ready for the next segment? I am. Now, in our last podcast, we were talking about off-season workouts, pitcher workouts. Well, Dubuque is very fortunate that we have great baseball and softball academies around the area. I reached out to every single academy. I did not want to play favorites. I wanted to play fair and I wanted to be a good journalist and not hold any grudges or anything and give everybody the spotlight. I reached out to all five of the local academies and I heard back from two. So two of them want free promotion and want free plugs on this podcast that gets about 400 listens 
Um, so good for them. I looked at yeah. survival baseball and that must not be surviving because they haven't posted in a while. I used to drive by their complex to go out and everything is pulled down. So I don't think survival baseball is surviving. Um, there's, uh, the tri-state elite, which is changed to built, not born. And I don't know if that's an academy or I don't know if it's just where, uh, Ian Moeller works out at. Um, I, I Googled it. I researched it a lot. I did see that Connor Cradle also worked out there, but I, there wasn't much I could find. They don't, they don't post a lot, but what they do post um, it is, it is about Ian Moeller. So I'm not sure if built, not born takes people, but the two that reached out to me that gave some good information was the dusty Rogers baseball and softball Academy and gold standard athletics by Eric Munson. And I did a predetermined coin flip because everybody at dusty Rogers, and I know almost everybody at Eric Munson and I love and I respect what both of those um, academies yeah. are doing. And I did not want it to seem like I was playing favorites. So I labeled the coin GS on one side and I labeled the coin <laughs> DRBA on the other side and I flipped it. And that is how we're deciding which one we're covering first. So the one we're going to cover first is the uh, Gold Standard Athletics by Eric Munson. So Gold Standard was opened in 2013 by former Major League Baseball player Eric Munson. In the spring of 2019, they expanded their business to a much bigger, brand-new, state-of-the-art facility located in Kennedy Mall. The new facility is over 16,000 square feet, 11 batting cages of various sizes, and they also do allow walk-ins, and they do have token machines uh, for anybody just to come in and hit. And the one thing that I find awesome about this is they also have bar raising fitness, which is a fitness weight room, and private lifting instruction as well. They also uh, have classes. They have parties. They do have bars for adults, and they also have the uh, state-of-the-art equipment of hit tracks, rap soto, hack attack machines, and you can rent that for your team or your facility. They also do a great job in doing private instruction as well. They've had hundreds to thousands of players go through their program, their camps, their lessons. Um, they've had hundreds of players go through their training and velocity program and they also offer full day camps and um, half day camps. And they do have Eric Munson Gold, which are travel teams that from 9U all the way up until 18U. And that place has produced quite a few Division I athletes from the greater Dubuque land area. Anything, you know, that you'd like to share about uh, Gold Standard Athletics by Eric Munson? Anything that you've heard or anything that you'd like to jump on? Well, when, when I was in Dubuque, you know, it was still relatively new um, when I was there. Um, but all I heard was these great things that Eric was doing over there. And I had a lot of players that went through him. Um, I had, you know, I coached with some guys that were over there at the time. And um, all I heard was just great things about him. He actually, when I was playing in college too, um, 
a couple of times I went over to his academy and he worked with me. Um, this, I think it was one or two times and, and he was super professional and, and super amazing. And um, I really, really uh, enjoyed the, the little conversations that I've had with Eric and the little work that I, I had with him. And um, I know he's doing great things. The, over the thing I love about Eric is uh, he's a neighbor of mine. I lives in my neighborhood. And he's just a great stand up guy. I mean, I go for walks in the neighborhood. He'll he'll stop. He'll pull over. We'll chit chat. There, there are some people in the Dubuque area that want to play Mr. Big Shot and want to act like Mr. Big Shot or Mr. Know-it-all. He's one that could play the part, but he doesn't. He's a stand-up, personable guy. He's a great guy. He's very knowledgeable. He takes time to talk to everybody, to share experiences with everybody, gives tips to everybody. The thing he does that I like is, is he will go into schools um, and, and do training with them. It doesn't always have to be at the facility. And one thing that I thought was very cool, too, is when I taught uh, third grade in Dubuque, we had to do a lesson on goal setting and we were doing a unit on goal setting. And I know Eric Munson had set many goals in his He actually came in and spoke to my class free of charge about his goals and that he set them and how we accomplished them. And he also um, stayed, took pictures with the kids, signed everything they asked him to sign. I think he even signed a pair of scissors. But Eric in that academy, great guy, doing great things. I do want to highlight their staff here before we go on to uh, the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. They got hitting instructor Cole Nito, and I'm sorry if I pronounce these names wrong, but he is from Cleveland, Ohio, and he led his team, Baldwin Wallace University in 2007 to two NCAA tournament appearance appearances in their first college World Series appearance. And he's a hitting instructor, hitting instructor there. They have Dan Spain of Clark University. He does hitting and fielding. We uh, mentioned in the Dubuque in the spotlight all the great things that Dan has done for Clark. He can do that with your private instruction as well. Mentioned him earlier, Anthony Rune. Wow, he was a horse on the mound at Waller. I, I don't think we ever beat him. Um, he, he was tough, and he had a good career in the North Woods League. I'm actually really surprised that nobody picked him up to play uh, to play affiliated ball or independent ball. But Anthony Rudin does velocity. He also does arm care there. He had a great career at Wallert Catholic and also an even better career at uh, Clark University and those are the instructors that uh, Eric Munson gold standard Eric or gold standard athlete athletics by Eric Munson has they're uh, they're doing some great things there anything that you'd like to touch upon before um, we move on to the other academy no, uh, I just, I, I really like Dane or Dane, um, Dan as a person, I played against him for a long time. And, um, there's, uh, at one point he was on second base against me and I, I actually picked him off at second, which felt pretty good. Cause Dan's a really a uh, good baseball player and it shows throughout his program of how great of a coach he is. And, um, Dan, if you're listening, I'm trying to send you guys from Arizona, man, get back to me. Yeah, I, I will tweet them and, and see if he listens to it. But um, yeah, people that, that know Coach Spain, tell him to reach out to Coach Soigling. He's got great pitchers, great talent in Arizona. He'd like to send, he'd like to send Clark's way. But um, great things. We actually had a guy, uh, he's a catcher for us. Um, he actually just was in Dubuque last weekend. He was um, 
looking at Loras College. So um, shout out to Coach T-Bone on, on trying to get one of our guests. Yeah, cool. great things um, going on there. And also, um, Eric, he only surrounds himself with the best instructors in the area. Many of them are college coaches, have uh, played at the professional or college level, and all of his um, instructors are, are handpicked by him and a lot of great instructors here. Um, I, I did the one thing I did like about both academies is is I reached out and I sent feelers to all the academies and I answered some questions. I, I asked them some questions. And one thing I like about both academies is they just wanted to focus on their academy. They did not want to talk poorly about any of the other academies. And I, I asked uh, both academies that got back to actually all the academies saying, what makes you different from the other academies? And they said, oh, we, we, we don't want to talk about the other academies. We want to let them do what they're doing, and, and we hope they're, they're successful in, in what they're doing, and we're all doing what's best for kids. So I thought that that respect factor between the two academies was awesome. But it gets us to the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. It opened in 2017, and they're located. They have two uh, facilities. One is on 3185. Uh, Hughes Court, the old bases loaded off Cedar Cross, and they actually um, have a location down at the sports complex as well and also have access to those sports complex fields. And they uh, sent me, they said, Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy first and foremost believes in developing young men and women to be good citizens and learn how to take the lessons in baseball and softball into their lives off the field. We stress values like citizenship, grades, family, and school in every aspect of our programs. The D Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy is proud of our instructors and our staff, which includes baseball, David Janes, Andrew Redman, Derek LaShorence, Austin Clemens, and Tucker May, plus numerous coaches. Things that make them unique is their instructors are coaches for their travel teams as well. The majority of our travel teams, they have 14 of them. Their instructors coach them and are a member of that coaching staff. And their instructors work with all of the travel teams. And we ensure that our instructors work with travel teams from 8U to 18U. All the players have the opportunity to train year-round at the, faci the facility if they would like with their membership um, here are their instructors they have dusty rogers who's the owner and the founder he was a first round pick of the cincinnati reds a left-handed pitcher uh, six round pick in 1984 of the january major league baseball draft uh, he was a reds farmhand before for five years before injury shortened his career he was six and two in his professional uh initial professional season and um, he at one time ranked as the 10th ranked prospect uh, for the Reds um, and that was by Baseball America. He um, overall he posted a record of 26 and 25 during his professional career with a ERA of 3.51 in 90 games. He recorded 449 strikeouts in 456 innings of work. Another instructor is Ross James. And Ross James, since moving to Dubuque, has managed numerous baseball centers and programs and facilities. 
Next one is Andrew Redman. He directs the pitching programs as well as coaches the 18U baseball team at the academy. He is the head. He was the head assistant pitching coach at Clark for four years, and we just talked about what Clark has done. And they made four consecutive NAIA opening round of the national tournament. And he is a former standout of Hempstead, four-year varsity letter winner. And he was the Mississippi Valley Conference Pitcher of the Year in 2010. And he was an all-super state selection. And he was also the conference player of the year as well when he played at Clark. David James. David James was a four-year varsity baseball player at senior high. He went on to play at Ellsworth Community College. David specializes in hitting and catching, and he is currently the varsity assistant at Wallert Catholic. Connor Gray. David also went to. David also went to uh, Wayne State University too in Nebraska afterward. Yeah, um, and then they also have uh, David Sampson. And they also have uh, Austin Clemens and Derek LaShorence there. And Derek was from Cascade. He played for USA. And he also um, played at the University of Iowa as well. So anything to add about their, um, their players, their instructors, or anything? Their program? Um, I mean, I know a lot of these. I know a lot of these guys really well. They're all... Uh, aside for red senior guys um dusty i had as a sophomore coach when i was playing um i have kind of a funny story to, to share about dusty um every time that we did something wrong um when we were playing we had a pretty good team um every time we did something wrong dusty would always hit his head like telling us to think and every time he did it he knocked that cap off of his head and so we always enjoyed that it was pretty funny um uh love dusty uh great guy i loved having him as a coach and and i've always turned to him for any mentoring i need and the same thing with ross um ross and i uh grew uh, our relationship grew more as as i became a coach at senior and he was coaching there as well and he was a person i always turned to for advice as well uh red i always played against red in my whole life and from when we were you know 10 years old to to even now um he was always a guy that you always knew about and always had to be, be careful on. And uh, Redmond and I, we, we won a state championship for Legion baseball um, in 2010, which was a pretty special team and, and one of the best experiences I've had as a player. Um, and then David, I've known for a very long time as well. I still consider him a close friend. He was my assistant coach for two years when I was at the sophomore level. Um, and absolutely love that guy too. Um, they have just a, a really good staff of, of guys that, that I know personally, and um, they're, they're great. You guys. know, if, if you ask me uh, about facilities in Dubuque to send your son or your daughter to, I, I, I speak very highly of Gold Standard Athletics by Eric Munson and also uh, the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. We are very lucky to have both those academies in Dubuque working with kids. I, uh, I ordered my first ever apparel thing from one of the academies. I'm, the, I'm really getting into these quarter zips. I saw Eric Munson, um, Gold Standard by Eric Munson, had a, an awesome Under Armour quarter zip. I ordered that. I'm looking forward to come so I can wear it to work. Um, and, uh, and doing great things. I, I hate to do this. 
my notes got mixed up. I had them on front to back, but we um, made a mistake and we forgot to acknowledge three who I think are, are amazing people at uh, the gold standard athletics by Eric Munson. Um, we, uh, we do know that Eric Munson is an instructor there. We do know the great things that he did. He was drafted by the Atlanta Braves in the second round in 1996, chose to go play at USC. He was a member of the 1988 College World Series championship. And Eric then was the third overall pick in the 1999 draft by the Detroit Tigers. And he made his major league debut July 18th, 2000. He played multiple positions in his nine-year career, and after that, he coached at uh, USC. He also coached at um, the University of Dubuque as well. And some of his instructors, you'll recognize one of this one of these names, um, Connor Grant. He is a pitching instructor, yeah. and he uh, played at Dubuque Senior at. Uh, in 2012, he was a two-time first-team all-conference, both his junior and senior year, second-team all-state his senior year, and he's the all-time season hit record for senior. Um, he also played uh, for the high school all-star team as well, um, and he continued his playing career in college at the University of Iowa and then at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. I'm actually surprised that he never got a late round draft pick as well. I'll let you talk about him later. They also have Tony Gassman who does fielding, hitting and pitching. And he's a 1993 Hempstead graduate. He was named all Mississippi Valley conference and all region is junior year, all region and all state is senior year. He played collegiate baseball at Southeastern community college and ended his um, college career at the University of Dubuque. And I believe Tony um, was a member of the Hempstead teams that won back-to-back -back, uh, state championships in the early 80s. I could be wrong. And then this is the one thing I, I find awesome about the Academy is they have Brandon Hogan there, who's bar raising fitness instructor. They also do have that gym right off of this facility. And Brandon was a three sport athlete at the Western Dubuque High School. And he went on to play college football um, for Iowa Western Community College, and then went to play at Northwestern Oklahoma State University. And he runs their fitness programming there. So all that's going on as well at gold standard athletics by eric munson i know you love connor grant you got a good connor grant uh story in there for us um connor i mean no harm by this but um you know when i connor played with us when i was a senior um in high school and um you know it, it's been really fun seeing him grow um especially uh when he was a player um, at first, man, he was he uh, he got in his head quite a bit and he was a very worrisome um, player. But as he grew, he became um, a, a very, very great pitcher and a very awesome uh, guy. I consider him a very good friend of mine. I actually the school I'm coaching at, it's really it's really kind of odd. Um, the school that I'm coaching at now, there's a lot of connections with Dubuque, which is kind of crazy. So one of the players I coach now, his brother played with him down in Texas with Connor and they became really, really good friends. And so it was pretty cool 
um, having that kind of um, connection uh, all the way down here in Arizona, where I have a really good friend um, back home that uh, I get to coach his, his, one of his good friends, younger brother and his, and hang out with his dad. And so um, very, very cool. Connor, you're a great guy. hope that everything is going well for you. And, um, yeah. and again, I apologize to gold standard athletics by Eric Munson and the Dusty Rogers baseball and softball Academy for mixing up my notes there. I am. I'm sorry about that, but Connor, Tony, uh, and Brandon, Connor Grant, Tony Gassman, and Brandon Hogan, they are um, instructors at Gold Standard by uh, Eric Munson. So again, visit those two centers, tell them Coach Manaman or Coach Soigling from the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast sent us. I would like to, I'd like to do a live recording from there of a podcast one time, maybe when you come back uh, this summer we could do a episode from, uh, Eric's place and we could do a episode from Dusty's place and connect with those guys and, um, and have a great time. So, um, Tyler, I don't know if you can hear this in the background. Can you hear this? (laughs) I can't hear that. (laughs) Well, you know what that means. We're taking it to the hot corner. This is the last segment, the hot corner, before we get into the uh, sit down with Sogling and a minute with Manaman. I'd like to apologize to the Dubuque senior staff. We'll get to you in your next episode, but we're trying to keep episodes um, around an hour. So we will highlight Cole Smith and Mr. Blake, um, Johnny Blake in in our next podcast, but we're on to the hot corner. If you would like to plug your business, we're here. We got our sponsor, Ultimate Sports Weekend. If you are doing hitting instruction around here, if you're doing pitching instruction around here, we can name the hot corner after your business. All you got to do is reach out to us. Coach Manaman on Twitter. Mm -hmm. N-M-A-N-E-M-A-N at gmail.com, or you can also find the podcast group on Facebook, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Let me do this one more time. What do you think we're going to talk about here, Coach? I'm, I'm assuming it's about the signs. You know, when you hear that banging of the trash can, you know that a changeup's <laughs> coming up here on the Dubuque area baseball podcast, which the hot corner is going to be a segment where we take controversial or popular topics around major league baseball. And we talk about it at the high school level. So, Unless you've been sleeping under a rock, you probably know about the Houston Astros sign-stealing controversy. So my question, does that happen at the high school level? Coach, have you or any of the teams that you've coached for ever stolen signs at the high school level? Yes. (laughs) Of course. Um. When it come, when, I mean, that's that's how I grew up in, in baseball is is you you do anything you can to give your team an advantage. And I do think that there's a right way and a wrong way to doing things, which the Astros have obviously, um, you know, teetered off that line. But, yeah, I, I think that's something that's important in the game because it's making your your players 
aware of what's going on. And isn't that our goal as coaches is to teach them the love of the game and, and to teach them the higher level thinking that comes along with it. And yeah, absolutely. You steal signs. And it's our job as a coach to understand when our signs are getting stolen, stolen as well. And you need to make adjustments off of that. It's a part of the game. And um, I, if I'm stealing signs and I would absolutely 100% think that the other team is stealing signs too. And I need to make sure that I'm keeping my team and giving my team the best chance to win off of that and, and recognize that and having awareness of, of the game and just come back to baseball IQ. However, using cameras, uh, that's a little ridiculous. Um, the barrel drumming thing is kind of bushly, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> a little bushly to me. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think the MLB should have known what was that this was going to happen at some point because – there's cameras everywhere in the stadiums and the Astros are just the first ones to, to use it or, or at least just get caught doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, in my opinion. So what, what's, what are your thoughts? The, well, the whole thing with the setup with the technology and the cameras that that's, that's not, that, that is cheating. Um, I am not a fan yeah. of that at all. I actually just read an article of Brett Anderson who pitched for the A's the past couple of years now in the Milwaukee Brewers. And he was asked, did the Oakland A's ever use technology to cheat? And he said, no, because we couldn't afford to. And, um, and he was <laughs> saying that if they needed to go to the video record room, it was, uh, it was 300 yards away. So they had to travel three football fields in order to get to the video room. Now what, what the Astros did is 100% cheating to, uh, to have a camera on the catcher to loop them. Um, That really takes away the gamemanship. Now, have I, have I, have I stolen signs? Yes. All the time. I have been stealing signs my whole career and you're exactly right. It is, it is up to the other team and the other coaches to, to stop it. Now, with cell phones and iPads and dugouts, have I ever had kids tape players or, or tape coaches? No. Um, I believe there's a rule about cell phones and iPads and dugouts. I know there's a limit to what you can have. I know when I was on the varsity staff, uh, Clinton, their coach um, – during a JV game had his phone out and was uh, putting it in our dugout and taping in our dugout. And uh, coach Rapp asked me when I went out to take first base to say something. And, and I did. And uh, coach Cunningham got a little upset with me because it was a JV game. And he goes, no, if we're going to record you guys, it's not going to be during a JV game. Give, give me a break. But the way we stole signs is, you know, at, at the freshman level and at the sophomore level, sometimes, you know, at those younger levels, the catchers, they don't know where to put their sign. So they hold their sign way down. And all of my teams knew that if I could see their signs, I'm telling the last guy on the dugout, he is telling every single person in the dugout. And then somebody tells the on deck hitter. And, you know, sometimes I would even call timeout and I would have the hitter come down and I would go if it's I, if I say your first name or if I say your name, yeah. first or last name or any name, um, if I say your name, it's a fastball. If I say your number, 
it is an off-speed pitch. And then the dugout would echo what I would say. So if I would say, uh, come on here, Soigling, the whole bench would start saying Soigling. Or they would say, come on, Soigling, or hit a gap, Soigling. And if I said, all right, big right. hit here, 12, and everybody's like, all right, come on. That way we know we didn't miss it. Um, right. And we, we did it another way, too, is – um, with my players, if we ever got on second base. That's what base, I was getting to next. That's what, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go for it. I'll let you go. Yeah. No, so that's something that that's to, it's just awareness of the game, in my opinion, uh, along with a lot of other things that you need to do when you're running on second base. But you need to be looking in and trying to, to figure out those signs because if you can tell your, pit, your, your hitter what's going on, you're giving yourself, your team, a chance to score. And so what we would do is, you know, one hand on – our leg would maybe be a fastball. And if we had two, then we knew it was an off speed for a breaking pitch and just giving, giving our team that, that extra opportunity to, to score some runs and, and win a baseball. Yeah. Game. At the, at the freshman and sophomore level, a lot of times with a runner on second base catchers aren't changing their signs. They're giving one sign. So yeah, our kids knew we had a verbal thing that we would say from second base and if we relayed that verbal thing from second base, that means they're giving one sign. And we would do if when you take your lead, if you put one arm out, it's a fastball. If you put two leads, if you put two arms out when you're taking your lead, um, it's an off-speed pitch. And, uh, and, and that's how we stole signs. I don't consider that cheating. Um, I, I, I consider I that taking advantage of – your opponent's indiscrepancies and if they're if they're not prepared for it you got to take you got to take those advantages did I see it at the varsity level you know when I was at Hempstead there were a couple times from the first base box I could see the catcher signs but at the varsity level they're usually changing their signs um, with with a runner on second also I've done this in the past I've had some really smart kids and I would and I would say, hey, you're not playing this game. I want you to watch the third base coach every single play, and I want you to pick up his signs. And and yeah. we would do that. And sometimes the kids were successful, and and sometimes um, they they were not very successful. But um, that's that's how we went about stealing signs. But um, I never videotaped anything. I I mean, I have a strict no cell phone rule in the dugout for myself and and my players but um, i'd be curious to see if it ever comes to that um at the high school level anything that you'd like to add about sign stealing before we get into our final minute of the dubuque area baseball podcast uh nothing other than it's what what we what we were just talking about now with the astros we're doing is people need to understand that that is a part of the game and some people take offense to it. Like um, you're a bad person or a Bush league or whatever you want to call it. But like you, you said before, like that's the, that's on the other team for letting us be able to steal those signs. Like you need to make those corrections and that's making your team a better team by understanding that that's a part of the game. And I truly, truly do believe that it is a part of the game and it's something just an extra thing that we can teach to these kids. And it shows the mental side of the game uh, more so than just the physical. So on the next podcast, I know people have asked me, is this going to be a weekly thing or once a month? We would like to do weekly. Um, I can't promise weekly. Maybe we'll do biweekly, but I would like to have an episode out 
um, every every two weeks. But I, I've gotten a lot of requests from people. They want me to name drop them. They want me to throw out names. If, if you want your name in the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, it's very simple. Reach out to me. I'll give you my PayPal. I'll give you my Venmo. If you want me to share a story with me, tell me the story you want me to uh, to tell. And, and we'll go. If, if I'm doing this I'm a, and people want their names, I, I might make a little coin here on the back end. If you, if you are doing hitting lessons or if you are an academy, um, or if you're doing pitching lessons and you want to seek uh, sponsorship, reach out, reach out to me um, either on Twitter or Facebook, slide into my DMs or shoot me an email and, and we can talk about ways to uh, get your name out on the podcast. We do have over 400 listeners for our first one. And again, I'd like to thank uh, Cole Bogey, former senior Rams coach, former Wallert Catholic coach. Um, for his sponsorship, and I'd like to get some teams down there to participate in some of his tournaments, the Ultimate Sports Weekend. Reach out, find them on Facebook, find them at the theultimatesportsweekend.com, and, and uh, talk to Cole. So next week, I promise we will get to the senior pitching staff. We're also going to highlight one dark horse of each staff um, as well. So Thank you for joining us. If we know when we hear Mariana Rivera's music in the background, the podcast is coming to an end, just like the game did when he entered. Stick around for closing time. You're listening. Dim the lights, light a candle, grab a cold glass of ice water as I turn it over to my assistant coach, Coach Tyler Soigling, as we have a moment and we sit down with Soigling. Take it away, Coach. Yeah, so this one's going to be a little different than the one before. I was a little fired up. Uh, something I'm very passionate about is learning how to keep a book, something my dad taught me um, as I was playing for Randy Girardi uh, with the Brew Crew. Um, I obviously wasn't very good at the time, so I, I learned how to keep the book. So that's just something that's very, very important to me. I think every player should learn. Um, but I, I just want to talk about, as a player and as a coach, how important reflection is every single day. Um, you know, whether you're playing or coaching, there's always things that you do really well, and there's always things that you don't do so well and it might be it might be the right thing that you did there's just a better way to teach it um maybe it's something that just didn't go so well and um you always have to reflect upon yourself and what you do and look at yourself in the mirror and and decide uh how am i going to make these kids better uh what's a way i can reteach this or what's a way i can extend uh their learning uh, of this game and and becoming better players and as the same thing as a player, you have to think about, it's really easy to pick out the things that you um, are really good at because we always like to be rewarded for things, but it's also important to look at criticism constructively and not in a negative way because a lot of times coaches or parents or, or whoever it is, they just want what's best for you. And, and what's best for you is for you to learn and understand things that you're not so good at so you can become a better human being and, and a better uh, player 
as you go. So just always reflect after every single day about what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, how you can adjust, how you can make things better, how you can stick to those same things and, and use them throughout your, your career. So thanks coach for, for doing that. Just one last uh, plug here. Visit gold standard athletics by Eric Munson. Also uh, visit the dusty Rogers baseball and softball academy both those academies get thumbs up from your host and your co-host here and i'm glad that you chose not to rant today because i feel like i'm (laughs) gonna have a rant here i am i am ticked off about something so we're gonna take you to a minute with manaman i want to start off a minute with manaman and i want to quote a famous poet turned all-star baseball player the great poet bryce harper once said don't be a clown bro you know what rob manford you get the clown of the week award bro you are single-handedly ruining the game of baseball rob manford you are changing rules to the game that i love you are giving a bad makeover to somebody who is already beautiful. Pitchers now need to face three batters before they can come out to a game. Give me a break. You are trying to make the game of baseball quicker because you're worried about attendance being down. Attendance isn't down because the game takes too long. The Kansas City Royals won a World Series a few years ago by managing their bullpen. The smaller teams like the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays, they have to manage their bullpens and they have to allow pitchers to face one hitters so they can work the matchups. Making pitchers face three batters before they can come out or finish an inning before they can come out isn't going to bring people in the seats. It's not. If you want to bring people in the seats, ticket prices. The reason people aren't going to baseball games is because your ticket prices are absurd. Last year, I went and I sat behind home plate for the Oakland A's against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for those tickets because my wife listens to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and I lied to her about how much I spent on the tickets. (laughs) If you want to get people in the seats, lower your ticket prices. But you know what? Families are taking their kids and their families to minor league games because the ticket prices are reasonable. But Rob, you're taking our minor league teams away, bro. You want to take away the Clinton Lumber Kings? You want to take away the Burlington Bees? You want to take away the Quad City River Bandits? So you outpriced us for major league games. That's fine. We'll go see the minor league product. But now you're wanting to take away 40 or so some teams. 
Do not take away the Clinton Lumber Kings. Do not take away the Quad City River Bandits. That is where we see up-and-coming stars at a reasonable price. I saw Eloy Jimenez playing Clinton, superstar for the Chicago White Sox, former Chicago Cubs farmhand. I saw Justin Upton, big leaguer, many, many times an all-star in the Quad Cities. Do not take away our minor league teams. If you want to get people in the seats, lower your ticket prices. Stop putting lipstick on a pig. The game of baseball is a great game. It is a chess match between players and managers and coaches. Do not take those rules away. Do not take the game of baseball that has been loved for hundreds of years and change it to appease some people that go to a game and sit on their cell phone for the majority of the game anyway. Keep baseball great. And Rob Manford, you get the Clown of the Week award. And just like that, 6-4-3, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.